Hello, and welcome. This week, Steve shows us all about his Kickstarter pick. We will discuss the internet-based card game sensation Hearthstone, then switch over to the virtual TV for this week's main topic, The Legend of Korra Season 3 Change, and finish up with a review of The Return of Doctor Who. I'm Brian. I'm Steve. And this is the Avalon Pending Podcast. Alright, so how you been? Oh, I've been great, Steve. How have you been? I've been good. Been watching Doctor Who and stuff. Yeah, Doctor <laughs> Who, it's back! Yeah, oh it's so exciting. I'm super excited. I cannot wait yep. for the rest of it. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, now we have to also wait for Legend of Korra. That's going to be... Oh, another year. Yeah, but we're, yep. you know, we're a little bit closer to the Flash and Gotham, so, you know. Yep, Flash and Gotham and all kinds of DC goodness. Yeah, ho- hopefully. <laughs> hopefully a lot of good <laughs> DC goodness because Marvel yeah. is just Not movie it. side, but at least on TV side. Yeah, definitely. So I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was bomb. And yeah, I still need to see that. It was also not what I was expecting it to be. People don't yeah. take your ten-year-old kid to go see this movie. It's not. It's not kid-friendly at all. Well, it reminds me of uh, the the Batman Returns with the Joker. Oh man, but that was and people. That was so like good. I remember, I remember seeing it and kids break or you know parents bringing their kids. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's not. This isn't. This isn't a kid's Batman. No, it's not. This isn't. No. No, 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 no. So, Take them to go see cool. Spider-Man because nothing ever good happens in those movies. Yeah, it's just a bunch of fighting sequences and. And webs. And, yeah, and webs and clever, clever uh, words. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Yeah, well. So, yeah, let's go ahead and um, get going on that Kickstarter. It's not going to be one that we're going to enjoy. So let's go ahead and Yay. just go into it. Thanks It's for sunglasses. That. Sunglasses. Sunglasses. Look how much over the goal it is. Uh, oh, snap. Yeah, the goal is nine thousand. They're at one hundred fourteen thousand. I think so, a lot of this has to be because people think it's cool and they want one for the Kickstarter price. Yeah, probably that. Um, so yeah, they're sunglasses. Um, sunglasses on steroids. Pretty much nice sunglasses. I don't know why they're calling. Like, if you watch the video, which you know we won't do right now, the guy he's like, you know, ninety percent, ninety something percent of sunglasses are just you know, colored glass and stuff. I'm like, he's like, no matter what the price is. No, usually if you spend a hundred dollars on a pair of sunglasses, you're getting UV protection and all this other stuff, not just colored glass. So that was, that peeved me a little bit. Yeah. Plus I hate the style. It's like that fake bikers. Or yeah, bikers or military. Not like motorcycles, but like bicyclists sort of. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. 99% of ordinary sunglasses. Yeah, that's not a true number. Yeah, you know um, my little prescription clip-on sunglasses probably work a hell of a lot better than these. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. Um they do talk about how they've made sunglasses for military and stuff. And you know, it's done great and but and and now th- what they're trying to do is get into uh the uh, you know, commercial um, you know, regular person. Right. A word for that. Consumer, Consumer level, yeah. Yeah, consumer level. Um, so they have to have this Kickstarter for some reason, even though they're a successful company that has already sold, you know, probably millions to the military. So I don't understand why they needed to go into Kickstarter when they're already a solid company. Like I don't understand that. Right. Well, I mean, this is this uh... this comes into that thing of you know why the fuck are these people using Kickstarter? They shouldn't be. Yeah. I I mean it is possible that. They have, you know, so many fans in the military that are coming out of service that want to keep using the sunglasses that there might be a small market of people to buy them. And maybe... Maybe, but yeah. the issue is, is like, I have some experience with this since I was in the military, and I've bought sunglasses, and I've been given sunglasses. Usually the sunglasses they give you for when you deploy are very shit sunglasses. If you want a good pair, you have to buy them yourself. So the fact that these are decent sunglasses tells me these guys didn't get issued these. They bought them themselves through a website that anyone can go to. The only thing is they might have gotten a discount because they were military. So I don't understand why they can't already give them out to consumer level. They're not military sunglasses. Military sunglasses suck. 
they're not they are colored glass that's what military sunglasses are right I, unless I like you're like you know special like special ops or something but again they're buying their own sunglasses because they can get really nice ones yeah i mean yeah it's getting to the point where i want less sunglasses and more that i want a, head, a heads-up display with infrared and heat sink right so i just i just don't understand like there's no way that these are the sunglasses that we're giving given for deployments, so you can already buy these. Like, I don't understand what they're talking about getting into consumer level. This sounds like just a way for them to make money, honestly. Well, that's kind of why I picked it too. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, any business venture, not any, ninety-nine percent of business ventures go in it to make money. So. Yeah, I I understand that. It's just this is a this is already a company that's already you know solidly based. It'd be like Dell going on there and be like, hey, we got a new laptop we want to put on Kickstarter. That's not how it works. Right. Like, these guys, Orion, I know them. Plenty of military guys have them. People can buy them outside of the military already, so this isn't something new. Like, they're a very solid piece of sunglasses. Don't get me wrong. They're a good sunglass company. But that's the whole thing. It, when it comes to sunglasses, they're already, like, you know, one of the better companies. So why do they need to do a Kickstarter? There's absolutely no reason. So that's that's what peeves me because it would be like Dell just going on to Kickstarter. It'd be right. stupid, but somehow yeah, they've made yeah, yeah, yeah. what? Yeah, I, I get it. So it's sort of like a yeah. corporate abusing of something that would you know exactly. the popular idea of Kickstarter, and then exactly, and they've yeah. made so much more than they what they pledged. Oh yeah, and they have nineteen to days to go still. Jesus, and they probably they probably expected that to happen. They were probably like, oh, we're gonna yeah. need, we want this much, but we're gonna put nine thousand just to fuck with people. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Probably. I mean, maybe let's see. Um, you get one pair of Orion Foresight sunglasses, um, for eighty dollars, which is good when you it would cost two hundred dollars to buy normally outright. Right. So you're right. It has to be because people want to get it for the cheap through the Kickstarter. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense, but that's not what Kickstarter is for. Right. It's not meant to be that. It's meant to kickstart companies who need it yeah. or people who are trying to start a new product or a new business. It's not meant for people just to make, oh, well, you know, a lot of people will get the cheaper sunglasses, but a lot of people will also pledge like a dollar or five dollars. Right. They got right. 19 backers for a dollar. Looks like most of the backers um, are in the $95 one. Yeah, no one's pledged and... $5 for a handwritten thank you note. Right. For a pair of sunglasses. I wonder so, why. Yeah. They're making their money from this, and it's stupid. And I'm, I, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, though, they look like nice sunglasses. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't pay $200 for them. Uh, No. Like when, that's what the retail price is going to end up being. Yeah, and like the problem but is military that, people again. Military people might because they'll have a discount of like fifty percent off. Yeah. So it's still it's still geared toward military. That's 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 the other thing. It says it's for consumer, but it's geared toward military who can get the discount. Yeah. Anyway, you. What do you think about it? <laughs> uh, I'm not big on sunglasses because it prevents me from seeing what the camera sees, and I wear glasses anyway, so most glass sunglasses are cumbersome. Right. That makes sense. So, But I have these I nice little... I mean, it's not little... good for your eyes, but it makes sense. Yeah. Well, I have these nice <laughs> little um, you know, like clip-on things that work that are like perfectly shaped for my glasses. So. Yeah. Is it the magnetized ones, or is it the one you actually have to clip on? No, they're ones that you have to actually clip on. Those magnetized ones are cool. They just pop on and they stick on your They're, glasses. They are, but I would be worried that they f they would fall off when I was doing something important. Yeah, but I think they do pretty well. Unless you're, like, you know, doing some kind of sport, I think you're good. Yeah, well, I am a sports photographer, so. Well, you're not you're not dashing like a sports person. Um, I'm not going as fast as a sports person, but I'm definitely <laughs> running up and down the side of the sidelines no, of you. football games. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, it looks like yeah the the price will end up ultimately being one ninety. That's for ridiculous. These pair of sunglasses. No pair of sunglasses. A, yeah. No pair of sunglasses <laughs> is worth one hundred and ninety dollars. They don't give a lot of information. That's that's my other little thing. They don't like like here's here's some of the information they give. Distinct image contrast, improved image crispness. That doesn't make sense. Accurate and pr improved color saturation. It doesn't tell me that doesn't tell me shit about the sunglasses. 
what do they have in them that protects against UV? What are they made out of? Yeah. None of the information's in there. They're just giving you fucking bullshit information. Yeah, and there's no way that this red color of sunglasses actually improves the saturation of any color other than red. Right. Like, that's not how it works, people. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very... I don't understand it. I think it's just them trying to make money, and which is stupid for a company who's already pretty solid. Yeah. Like, I guarantee these guys make a lot of money already, and there's no reason for them to... This is just, yeah, it's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> a military contract usually means a shit ton of money. Right. So... And again, I guarantee they don't have a military contract, because, again, we don't have these nice sunglasses just given to us. We have to buy these on our own. They're just giving out really good military discounts. Right. Which, you know, kudos to them, but... Yeah. I mean, what's the what's the market play here? You know, what's the point? Right. Other than a clever also, advertising scheme. Yeah. That's that's all it is cuz that's the other thing they're saying they're, you know, commercializing it for the consumer market, which means non-military. Who is going to pay $200 for a pair of sunglasses? That doesn't say normal Gucci life. and you're not right. a 25-year-old woman. Exactly. I mean, I paid $100 for my sunglasses a couple of years ago instead of the O label i can't remember they're not it's not ryan but i can't remember who what the company that makes it i don't know oak leaf oak leaf oh yeah i pay a hundred dollars they're decent very good piece of pair of sunglasses they have the uv protection stuff like these guys say they don't and you know Oakley tends to be a good good brand and it's still only a hundred dollars yeah man like when i was wearing sunglasses i would wear mm -hmm. iron man sunglasses because they look good and they were relatively <laughs> cheap like, this will definitely be marketed toward military and people who do hunting and stuff like that, but that's oh, going to yeah. be it. This isn't consumer. This isn't meant for every day. No. Yeah, where's the pair of sun sunglasses that automatically links, you know, to your guns so you can have crosshairs or something, right. you know? Right. <laughs> Jesus, oh. as soon as I said that, it's going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, Orion Foresight sunglasses on steroids. I would not recommend buying them buy any other brand of sunglasses unless you really want to be able to have these kind of sunglasses for really cheap through the kickstarter look in the latest loot crate i got a pair of sunglasses mm. that are shaped like a bandana oh, the ninja turtles yeah like yeah, the ninja turtles I saw that in the new i'm video. gonna be rocking those so hard at packs <laughs> and they're gonna be better looking than anything that these this company makes to be fair though those are colored glass and won't do anything against UV protection. Nope, that's fine, but I'm going to be inside. They'll just darken so. your sight. <laughs> True. <laughs> they're not going to do anything that sunglasses are meant to do, that's for sure. They're going to look me, they're going to make me look cool. <laughs> yep. Totally right. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that. You can find it on Kickstarter, and you can also find it on uh, the other one. Indiegogo. Indiegogo. No one's backed on that one. Kickstarter is obviously more popular when it comes to something like this. Yeah, makes sense. And... The fact that they're going through two different places, too, is, you know, they obviously don't care. They just want to make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, don't buy them. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay. Thanks for that. Yeah. Th thanks for that, Steve. Uh, no problem. I got my uh, I, I got my soapbox for that one. I apologize. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That one ticked me off a little bit. That, that's, that, that's fine. And so, uh, um, <clears throat> moving straight on to the game of the week. Ooh. Uh, we chose a game that isn't new to us, but... No, it's been out for... what? How long has it been out? At least six months, seven months, something like that? Yeah, but people have been playing the beta for over a year True. before that. much I longer mean, than that. It, but we like it enough that we, that we wanted to talk about it, and it just happened that there, were, there was news about it. So, Hearthstone. Right. Hearthstone. Heroes of Warcraft. Why aren't you on Android yet? <laughs> <laughs> so, Hearthstone, Heroes of Warcraft, is a free-to-play online card game on the Microsoft Ooh. Windows, including mobile, Mac OS yeah. X, and iPad platforms that anyone can play. Players yep. choose to play as one of the nine Warcraft classes, each represented by an epic hero, and then take <gasps> turns playing cards from their customizable decks to cast potent spells, use heroic weapons or abilities, or summon powerful minions to crush your opponent. Uh, in cards. In cards. You don't... Yes. Yeah, in cards. What it boils down to is <laughs> still a fast-paced, free-to-play online uh, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yeah. And I love it. Yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Haven't had a chance to play the um, campaign yet, but... 
I I've heard that good things about right. The campaign, there's but a the, just the pure multiplayer function of it is just you can do yeah. It for hours. And, and there is like a small campaign type thing called uh, the Curse of Naxxramas, and it's um broken up into five different wings, and yeah, you know, they uh, they added a bunch of new cards and all this stuff, but yeah. you know, it's just it's just a casual card game. It's not I'm you know, it's not something that. I think is really worth getting too far into a campaign mode unless you're serious, like like competitive level serious about the game. Which there or are. Or have it on your that... tablet. <laughs> exactly, I would rather have it on my tablet. Yeah. Uh... So, what's your favorite class to play? Well, I say mage, and that's partially because that's the one I started with, and I've gotten really good with it, and it has my best deck. Right. So I prefer to play that one. Right. Um, but I like the, um, uh, which one was that? I think the cleric, maybe the priest and not because yeah, the priest, not cause it's OP, which who knows they might have fixed by now, but just because it's, it, I like the idea of, it was a little bit OP. Priest. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit. That's fine. Uh, not the most winning class, but definitely one of the more OP classes. Yeah, and very annoying to play, because you just keep healing things over and yeah. over and over. And Jesus right, right. That, uh, that's the special move just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, that's... Ugh. Yeah. Why? Why, Blizzard? Why? Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm really enjoying the Paladin class. Uh, uh, again, I started with the Mage. Everyone starts with the Mage. And then right. I kind of moved to a Rogue, because I want something a little more you know, diverse that I could, I could still do the magic and then I could do the melee. And then I went to a hunter because it's at the time I was just doing really well. I, you know, I played a couple of arena bouts with it and it was, I was doing really well. And then right. I finally landed with the paladin and I found a deck that really clicked for me. So I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy zerging murlocs with a paladin deck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. So there yeah. are, uh, three big. Well, I guess they're with the campaign mode. There's four different play modes, and with the campaign, it's just a single player. You go through different, you know, NPCs and you try to beat them, sort of thing. There is a casual play where all you have to do is have a deck and there are, or use one of the nine pre-made decks, and then just play random people online, you know, casually. Yeah. Uh, and then you can do the same thing essentially just in a ranked battle and. You rank up from twenty five to rank one, and you have to beat yeah, people. Yeah, if you can ever do, get that. Yeah, if you, if you can get that far, <laughs> you know you'll get high up and you'll get cool stuff for it. But yeah, um, once you reach level twenty, you get a new card back. It's all it is. It's completely superficial. It's just a different look to the cards. It's the, and you know someone's been playing for a while when you see a different card back than the uh, ex- basic. Yeah, exactly. So. It's like I'm not a noob anymore. That's that's pretty much what it is. Yep. And as soon as you reach level twenty, you have that card back, and then you can use it forever and ever and ever yep. and ever. So, yep. yeah. And then there is an arena where you create a deck from randomized cards, and you play other people in the arena for prizes. And yeah, es- I got beef with the arena. <laughs> Essentially, what it is, you have to get lucky. You have to get lucky in the arena well, for drawing cards. Yeah. If you if you if you if you get unlucky, then you're screwed. If you get really lucky, then you have a chance of actually getting through the arena. Yeah. I, yeah. I get. Yeah. I understand that. But what happens is that more you win, the better your rewards will be. After three losses, you you use this little key that you get to unlock prizes, and prizes can be new cards. It can be gold. It can be crafting XP to build to craft new cards yeah so or and any combination of the three if you get far enough if you get far enough <laughs> and as soon as you get past that five wins mark your prizes are pretty dang good i have yet to do that yeah even when i got like a really good deck yeah i got well the deck sucked but i got some good legendaries that's what it was my high was 12 wins and i got like nine decks Jeez. of cards out of it 12 wins it was Seems... it was awesome yeah, it was over five days, but right, right. Because as Coming soon as I lost, I logged out. You know, right, sort of thing. But yeah, and this game has become such a an internet sensation. I mean, there were videos on YouTube about people playing it. 
mm. you know, by really popular YouTubers. You got, you know, the Polaris people, you got the Yogscast, you got high, mm. like PewDiePie and Tobuscus and, yeah. you know. And a lot of people, like the Yogscast, they haven't even, like, they're not just playing it. Like, they've gone all in and done, like, you know, little mini adventures they come up with themselves and stuff. Like, they really have gotten yeah. into it. Well, you know, they real anyone who's really into World of Warcraft will be able to jump into this game yeah. Not to play, but essentially it's like, oh, I know this character. I know this character. I know this character. Look at this lore. This is awesome, you know? Right. So it really appeals to people who have been, you know, in the past really big WoW players or are really big WoW players now or whatever. Or right. it also appeals to people who are big Magic the Gathering because it's a free, easy, quick version of it, you know? Right. It's it, It's an awesome game. And... I, I can't say enough about it. It's just so much fun. Yep. But, but the problem is playing on my PC can be a bit restricting because then I have to have my PC with me and, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. And I I'd rather play, play real games on, my on a PC. This is meant more mobile. Yeah. Yeah. But the good people tablet. at Blizzard have decided that the iPad is more important than Android for the moment. And you know what? Fair enough. Which is enough. fine. Which is okay. fine. You know, I was fair okay enough. with that. There are a lot of people using iPads out there. Fine. Yep. They're super popular. Yep. And then they came out with support for Windows. Yeah, fuck what? you. What? Fuck you, Blizzard. Who cares? Windows is always last. You'd never do Windows before Android. Unless no. you're a Windows product. Like, I heard someone made an argument on the interwebs that said it was easy to put over to Windows because it's already made for Windows 8, and because mm. Windows 8 and the Windows Mobile are so close together, it wasn't that difficult to adapt it for. That makes sense. It does, that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense if that's the reason, but come on, people. Yeah. This th- this is not cool. Nope. I mean... and I, I want to play it more, but I don't want to play on my computer. I want to be, like, upstairs or doing something somewhere else and be like, oh, let's, fuck it, I'm bored. Let's play some fucking... Yeah, exactly. I mean, it uh, it would be so cool to play it on Android. There, there's something wrong with them doing it. They say they're they're trying, they're trying, they're trying, but it can't be that difficult. I mean, yeah, plenty of apps do it already. Yeah, exactly. It's I mean, come on, people. Worms did it for Christ's sake. Yep. Ugh. Feels feels like they're just giving excuses, but why you wouldn't want to tap the Android market? Maybe Apple is like putting a lot of money into it or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And because they are working so hard on an expansion, Mm. uh, there is worry that they have pulled resources away from the Android OS and iPhone development. Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to listen to the Android people complain about it, Blizzard, which are a lot of us, listen to the iPhone people. Because you already made it for iPad. Right. How much difficult can it be for i you know for your iPhone? Yes, it's a smaller resolution. Yes, you might have to come up with one or two other mechanics to make it play right. But come on now. <laughs> yeah. So when I see what packs One-on-on next Android. week, Blizz. <laughs> Better already have it out, or yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like have a station for me to download it ready to go. Yeah. Right. Uh, that would be nice. Probably won't happen. No, probably not. But and maybe that's why they got attacked. And then they maybe. And, you know, but maybe. So the big news this weekend is that Hearthstone yesterday, Saturday, the uh, the twenty third, the Hearthstone servers went down due to a DDoS attack, which is yep. Um, uh, denial or dedicated denial of service, which essentially means it doesn't mean they were hacked. It does not mean it's that just, Blizzard they was hacked. spammed them with requests. It's, exactly, it's you're just sending a massive amount of information to the servers so much that yep. they get bogged down and they can't handle it. Yep. And you know, if maybe maybe it was the catalyst, and then going to like you know PlayStation was just you know, fuck it, let's hit up PlayStation 2. Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't think it had to do with Hearthstone not being on no, Android. I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I don't <laughs> think so, because they moved so quickly to WoW, and then they went to League of Legends, and that's not even Blizzard. Right. 
you know, and then uh, Path of Exile, and then all of Sony Online or Sony PlayStation Network. Yeah. Come on. No, there, there's got to be another explanation for that. And the bomb threat. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah, I don't get it. Like, why game company? They're the ones that are helping. They're not the ones that are hurting. Like, why are you angry at the game companies? I don't know. They have to have some sort of agenda. Yeah. Or like, they're just, you know, You, just you go after attention. the people who suck, like corporations and stuff. I mean, yeah, PlayStation's wow. a corporation, but they're a good corporation. Well, who knows if they're a good corporation, but they make games alike, so. Okay. <laughs> so companies out in the world, if you make shit that Steve likes, he's okay with you. <laughs> no, I just don't pay attention as closely as I should. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you get a pass I, this I'm more time, distracted. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's uh, Hearthstone. Yeah, that ended on a really negative note. Go play Hearthstone. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, go play it. It's fun. You might not be able to play it right now, but when you can, go play it. Yeah, definitely. It's a ton of fun. So, let's jump into Korra. Yes. Yeah. So, we're going to not only review both episodes, but we're also going to talk about the past season, news for upcoming season, our hopes and dreams and all that good (laughs) stuff. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, let's just talk about the episodes first, right? Yep. Let's see. So we got uh, both episodes. Um, which episodes were we? Uh, the last two. Right. What What was the titles? Uh, something and The Venom of the Red Lotus. I can't remember the... <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um... <laughs> I didn't pay that close attention. Let's just... I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just read the description really quick. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, Korra agrees to give herself up to the Red Lotus to save the airbenders, but as she does so, her friends discover that Zaheer had removed the hostages from the temple. Gazan? 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 Gazan. How do you say that? Gazan traps Tenzin, Mako, and Bolin with lava, with lava and flees with Minghua. Minghua. But Korra's friends escape successfully thanks to Bolin's newfound lava bending skills. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Lin, Suyin, and her metal benders fight Pili. There's a lot of Suyin breaks the deadlock by killing by killing Pili with the contained force of her own combustion bending. Kind of the same way it happened with the uh, original combustion bender. Yeah, a little bit. Uh-huh. He was hit in the head, and then it just kind of like backfired. Yeah, it, it was kind of the same way, except it didn't backfire. It was contained around her face. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Uh, la, 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 la. Uh, Zaheer fights Korra and Tanrak, who is thrown off a cliff but saved by the metal bender captain, metal bender captain, Kuviera. 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 Kuvira. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> well, she's going to be important, but she isn't right now. Obviously, right. she's going to be important though. But uh, Zahira... side note, she is voiced yeah. by Zelda Williams. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't I don't know who that is. Robin Williams' daughter. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, Zahir escapes with the unconscious Korra using his own own newfound ability to fly, yep. which is our other airbending sub sub airbending ability. Yep, yep. Uh, the Red Lotus administrator administers. administers yeah, there should be an S there. Administers a metallic poison to Korra, which we're guessing is um, um, mercury. What, what, Quicksilver. Mercury. It has to be that. Yeah. Um, in order to force her into the Avatar state and then kill her, I have beef about that, but that'll be later. Which would end the cycle of the Avatar's rebirth, but in her wrath, she overpowers her captors and fights the here in the skies. Because she's using the fire bending like flame feet thing, and she's a badass. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, her friends find and rescue the Airbenders after Mako electrocutes Minghua. Uh, he and Bolin narrowly escape Gazan, collapsing the Red Lotus layer on top of himself. As Korra is about to succumb to the poison, Janora leads the Airbenders to pull Zaheer out of the sky with the Air Vortex. That was cool. Is, it's pretty much a tornado that they can control. He is captured, and Sulin bends the poison out of Korra. Two weeks later in Republic City, a weakened, wheelchair-bound Korra watches as Tenzin anoints Jinora, an airbending master. 
which was awesome. He rededicates the Air Nomads to the nomadic life of service to the world, following Korra's example. Ah, it ended on very, such a it, good note, and it then did. it ended on such a holy shit! Is Korra gonna die? Right. What's yeah. happening? Right, yeah. yeah. All right. So my first beef, and I want to talk about this really quick. Okay. The, the whole poison in her system thing, forcing her into the Avatar, Avatar state. I don't understand that. There's been thousands and thousands and thousands of airbenders, and they've all died either by natural causes or in a fight of some sort. And the Avatar state didn't magically turn on to try to protect them. If it did, we wouldn't have Avatars anymore. So I don't understand why the Avatar state just turns on like that because of a little bit of poison. Well, it, it like it's only a defense mechanism for the Avatar. Right. It doesn't have anything so, to do with an air. It doesn't have to do with an airbender at all. But that's that's the thing, though. That's what I mean. Like, if it if it worked that way, then wouldn't the air wouldn't the Avatar have died long, long, long ago from just anything? Oh, I I gotcha. I gotcha. Like yeah. the Avatars that died violently, right? Would have been, or even just naturally. Yeah, would have died in the Avatar state. So. Right. All of them would have had to be noble enough to pull themselves out of the Avatar state to die normally, knowing I that the Avatar. I don't think it works had... like that. Yeah, I I feel like you know because in, in the end you know she's she's dying she's still got the poison or you know they suck it out before she dies the Avatar was about to be no more, so like th- I would have thought that maybe like when her body is given up and there's no longer able to fight the poison the Avatar state would stop and then she would die naturally. Yeah. So. Why did the Avatar state stay on? Like, is this know. some special kind of metallic poison that can activate it somehow? It, Which doesn't uh, make sense because the Avatar state isn't activated by that. It's activated by mental reasons usually. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of is that the metal in question has, you know... Like hallucinistic, hallucinistic properties? Or spiritualistic properties. Something that, right. you know, is, you know, has something to do with the spirits and it like she was seeing a bunch of stuff. Like she it. was hallucinating. Yeah. So maybe it activated some part of her subconscious that activates the... But they never explain any of that. They're just like poison. And that's all they right, said. They exactly. didn't say anything like else about it. Every other avatar has died. Which means right. that the avatar state is not that good of a defense. Right. So yeah, that that kind of bugged me. I th- I feel like it was them trying to, you know, make it serious and the avatar almost die, but I don't like. I think they screwed up and didn't realize. Wait, this doesn't right. make any sense with the poison. I mean, there is a history of the avatar using the avatar state to save themselves from dying. I mean, right. Aang, for example, underwater with Appa, about to drown. He goes into mm-hmm. the Avatar states and saves himself. Granted, he's locked right. in ice for 100 years, but he's not dead. Right. He's able to survive, but in her case, she's dying. Her body cannot do it. I know. And Should would... the Avatar state have stopped in order to spare the Avatar? You know, the only the thing I can life? think of is that the Avatar state was thinking about the Avatar state as an entity itself. Maybe it was confused. Because it Maybe. no longer has access to its previous life, so it didn't know what to do. It could be something. But again, they didn't talk about any of that. I feel right, like if that exactly. had something but to do with that, even, they would have mentioned it. But like, even with this, uh, even with just Korra as the Avatar, the only Avatar that she can access is herself. She's the first right. Avatar that can metal bend. She still right. has the knowledge that is able to save her. Right. You know, and in yeah. her avatar state, her bending abilities are better than any tenfold. Right. So you think she would have been able to? Yeah, just been like zoop. <laughs> you know, poison gone. <laughs> ah, bitch. And then you know, um, do her but thing. she was also clouded. She wasn't like Aang was in the final avatar. She was no Aang confused, was in control, angry. He was in full control of the avatar state. She was just running on fucking. You know, she was running on steam pretty much and just going right. full. Right. And I, I think that this also shows a little bit of that Korra still needs to master herself a little bit more. I'm right. not saying that she doesn't have good function control when she's in the Avatar state, but she's not at Aang level, you know, fighting right. the fire. Which is funny because she can activate the Avatar state normally and ang wasn't able to until he had full control over his faculties right exactly which is but that's weird, just probably but... having to do with you know different people different avatars yeah, exactly. different situations different people yeah yeah so anyway that's i just wanted to mention that 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 seemed like a very big thing to not also mention be like oh this is some special kind of poison 
They didn't even right. say special. They just said poison. They said poison. I feel like they should have at least put in this is a special kind of poison. Yeah, exactly. Then at least it would have. We could have, you know, been like, oh, is it? It must be some kind of poison that does this or does that. We could have right. speculated. Or even something that you know. Even if he had said that I went into the spirit world and got this poison, that or would have learned ex- how to make it or something. Yeah, that would have explained it right there because then we know right. that the poison was spiritually based, and it's right. obviously doing something weird to her. Or like we got this poison from spirits or something. Yeah, something. exactly. Anyway, like we anyway, killed some spirits, melted yeah. them down, and injected them into your veins. Now die, right. Avatar, die. <laughs> Seems like a very big plot point to screw up a little bit. But yeah. anyway, the rest of the episode. So yeah, uh, lava bending that was cool. We knew it was coming. Yeah, we he was did. Gonna lava bend it, before he metal bending. This entire season with the new kinds of bending was great. Right. Yeah, all the different kinds of. I mean, you know, like the flying thing that the here can do, and the and the lava bending. There are probably things that masters have learned in the past, and it's just yeah. very rare that someone comes along that can learn. But we it. know that the there was at least one airbender thousands of right. years ago that was. That's able what to made fly. him knew that he could fly was right. because of that like master exactly guru guy, right? Yeah. So flying, it makes sense. It does. It, it, it wasn't as cool as we were hoping for, but it no, makes sense. but it, it does. Yeah, it does make sense. So yeah. and the metal bending, Bolin, you totally called it, dude. Yeah. Uh, and it was done he so was, well. Yeah. Yeah. Him. He. He had to save them. Yep. It had no choice, and he had you know earth bending wasn't stopping it. Yep. 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 It was really good. But, Although it was I don't cool really... too because he didn't just stop it like it went over his head, and he was like. You know, like slowing it down, they pushed it back and then like solidified it. Yeah, the, I was also a little confused. Is like when they pushed that little out route to get mm. out, how come mm. he didn't just close it up behind him real quick? Well, he, I like I think that partially had to do with they he had kept closing it behind them and it kept coming through. No. Oh. And at that point, there was no way they were going to be able to get down off that mountain easily. Right. So there was no point to block it up. It's okay we're either going to be dead or I need to actually do something here. Right. And he, he like, he didn't even think about it. He just went straight into stance and tried to bend the lava. Yeah. He wasn't trying to earth bend. He was trying to lava bend. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it was great. The, I mean, Bolin, I feel like is the character that grows the most throughout the seasons because in the first season, you know, he's sort of a ladies man, you know, almost thug, not very bright person. Who was right. the comic relief, and right. everyone and loved him, is, but in a very big part, you know. But <laughs> he wasn't, you know, he 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 just wasn't all there all the time, and he wasn't right. making good decisions, and he was always the person bringing the team down a little bit, right? And then you know he proves himself in the arena. I mean, he's an awesome earthbender. We get to learn that. Um, mm. he, yes, he gets his, you know, heart broken by Korra, but it just shows that, okay, he's a teenager, he's growing into a lot of things, and, right. you know, he loves Pabu, and he's just a silly person, so, you know, yeah. that's cool. And then, season two is the first time we really get a good storyline for Bolin. He becomes mm. a mover's star, and he's his own character, and he has the, you know, sordid love affair with the, right, as silly yeah. as all that is. <laughs> yeah, as silly as all all that is, it was all good. You know, mm-hmm. it it was positive, and it was good for the storyline, and it was a good role for that character. And then this season, Bolin has been so important. I mean, he's essentially the reason why Korra wasn't abducted by Zaheer in the Metal City. Right. You know, he's the reason they were able to... Um, you know, get out of the volcano. He's a lava bender. How many other people right. can do that? You know, just one that yeah. we know. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of the same way. Um, uh, the character he's based off of was in in, in Sokka. Yeah, he's growing Sokka. the same way. Because toward the end, Sokka became more and more important, and ultimately was the guy that came up with the big plan. Yeah, exactly. We get to meet all of Bolin and Mako's family, which mm-hmm. is awesome because now Bolin. I, I feel like Bolin is starting to take a little bit of responsibility for that as well, right? Because you know he went after his grandmother to save her and all this stuff, and it's just and he has a legitimate love interest. It's not just like a little fling with Korra right. that he has. Right. You know, he genuinely really likes Opal. It seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's awesome. And I, I, it's just so much fun to watch him develop. Uh, part and then you know. 
on the other side of that, Mako hasn't had a lot of character development at all. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's, he's been kind of stagnant lately. Yeah, he's cool, and he's very good at what he does. Yeah, but I mean, he's not Zuko. Right. Zuko had a lot of inner growth, and the, I think that's yeah. why they're trying. They're trying to avoid that. Yeah. They don't want him to just be a Zuko. It makes sense. Yeah. But then, you know, so, I mean, then you have Asami. Just use Asami for some of this stuff. She just right, right. She's just standing there, all, you know, just do something already. And I, you know, I love the little like token person takedown she did. Yeah. At, when she. Yeah, when yeah. It's just you know they had all these other benders here, and she's the one that jumps forward to zap them. Yeah, it's like you only yeah. did that to give her some screen time. Yep, I'll be yep. honest. If you really cared about the character, she would be doing something important. Yep. So, yeah, the whole, that, you know, it's pretty much the whole episode. A lot of fighting, a lot of air battles, and then at the end, you got Korra in a wheelchair, which we don't know what's happening with that. Yeah, she looked um, really sick. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's going to end up being more of a mental sickness in the end, and not so much her, or maybe a spiritual one, but not a physical one. Oh, it's possible, but definitely. That's what we have to look forward for four for the next season which is uh, confirmed for season four yeah thank god season four so when uh legend of korra moved from television to digital the creators yeah. of legend of korra at uh, san diego comic-con said that yes there is a season four yeah they it, wanted to make sure people knew and weren't scared and right exactly that they that weren't stuff. that it was just gonna be dropped completely so the scripts are written everything's pretty yeah. much done Mer Studios mm-hmm. just has to finish up with the animation, which is awesome yep. because maybe we're going to get it a little earlier in the year, like February maybe. or something. Instead of doing two episodes every night or whatever, they'll just uh, show one episode every week or something. Yeah. And we'll get more of a constant uh, stream of episodes. Yeah. And I mean, come on, Nickelodeon. This is not Europe. <laughs> there, it's a half hour animated show. There's no reason why there cannot be 25 episodes in a season. Right, and they've done it before, so... Yeah, I mean, I would love a longer season of Korra. It would be awesome. Knows, I would maybe also... Maybe they will if this is going to be the last one. Who knows if it's the last one, but... Yeah. Or at least the last one of this Avatar. There's no way to know how they're going to end up playing that. I think eventually, after Korra, there will probably be another Avatar series of some kind. I think so. I imagine them going through all four of the elements before maybe finally bringing the entire Avatar thing to an end. That'd be kind of cool. They'd want to hit up every element and have every element have its own person to yeah. fall back on. Well, I mean, this show has a lot of potential in the same way, it, it using the same kind of potential that Doctor Who uses, whereas in order to rejuvenate the show, they just bring in a new Doctor. Right. You know, but except there's right, no right, limit right. on how many avatars there can be right now. Right. So as soon as you know the audience gets bored with Korra, but they want more of the universe, just bring on a new mm-hmm. avatar. And they, yep. it, it's an anime, and it, animes are so much more accepted in Western audiences nowadays. You can make a Legend of Korra movie, and it'll make yeah. money, and it'll, it won't be that difficult to make. I mean, yep. yeah, it'll be difficult to make because it's a movie, and you got to produce it for right, that. Right. But I mean, you always have the movie stuff. I mean, you already have people who are going to go see it. You ha- those mm. people are willing to sit through a two-hour movie to watch it, and you have so much story to play with. Right. Uh, so, what do we think of season three altogether? I as a, as a whole thought it was too short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think that, I think that partially had to do with us getting two episodes a week for a while. It did. Yeah, and that was weird. and then and then you know almost it ending and you know all the news and stuff. I think it, that's what made it feel like it was shorter than it should have yeah, been. Yeah. Also, you know, the first six episodes being leaked didn't help. Right. Right. Yeah. We were able to. We watched the first six like within a couple days, didn't we? Yeah, it, we did. Um, yeah. One because we were late, and two because they were there. Right. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It it was a good season. I liked it better than season two. Yeah. Um, well, everybody did. Yeah. Season two was a different studio, and they, they didn't do well. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was as good as season one, and I loved how uh, while Korra was hallucinating, mm-hmm. Amon from season one was one of her you know, inner demons. She's still right. scared about that. Right. So she definitely has some insecurities. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, that that was a great season. This was a pretty good season. I liked it a lot, but we didn't. I think that my biggest letdown is we didn't get to see 
a lot of spirits interacting with the world. Yeah. I mean, I understand it's still new and, you know, but I, would, I was hoping for more spirit stuff because the spirits are, like, just pouring into the world. Yeah. and But like, hopefully, now she's back in the city, maybe we'll see some more spirit stuff next season. Yeah. Since the airbenders can kind of handle that a little bit better than any other benders anyway. Yeah, definitely. Spiritual matters. And um, when you think about it, I mean, in the Korra universe, this past season took the place of, like, what, three weeks, a month, or something like right. that? It was right. really quick, whereas the last one took like was between solstices and right, right. The one before that was an entire bending season, and yeah, you know, so yeah, that's probably this one was squished together very. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be really easy to watch all of this season at once because it's gonna feel yeah. like it's one storyline going all the way, which it is. But you know, it's gonna for feel sure. like it's one episode the whole way through. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for next season now. Yep. I want to see what happens. I at least want to see if she gets better or if that's going to be something that's going to happen for a few episodes where she's trying to get better or they're trying to help her. And, um, you know, maybe uh, Asami has a more bigger role when it comes to spirits and stuff. I mean, she's such a good character and she has so much potential. I don't know why they're not using her more. It would be cool to see her even join the Avatar team. It would be. It would be. I'm, I'm still a little surprised that she wasn't one of the ones to get airbending but what do you mean well i i thought for sure that you know it by like episode two once it was established that there are people out in the world who are newly discovering airbending oh, yeah. powers that she would but you be still one ha- of them you have to have the non-bender you have to have the non-bender. yeah i know but I, I mean she was the perfect person because she was already in team avatar yeah. and all this stuff right but and then I know we're we're probably pulling straws, but we might have seen a little bit of a possible love interest in the future. Yeah, I'm sure that, it's just it's, something we're hoping for. It's not going to happen. No. It would be a great storyline, but it's not. Gonna it happen. would be. It, at least at the very least, it'll be cool to see them get closer because she's probably going to be there a lot for Korra. Yeah. Compared to the others, and that is something we definitely didn't get at all. Yeah. In, well, because it went by Avatar. so fast. Well, we, but maybe we we'll get, get more of a, a girlfriend's kind of thing, yeah. like them. But, I mean, bonding and whatnot we didn't get anything in avatar throughout the entire series of you know any you know women relationships at all and we're, i'm not talking yeah. about you know women on women action i'm talking about right 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 you know at just... least not closer to the end with toph but even then yeah no i mean toph and katara were so different that you know they and, could yeah, only she be was more so of a, close she was more of a guy than a, <laughs> than a friend <laughs> yeah pretty much so... i think the only glimpse of it you saw was um when Ty Lee saved May from mm-hmm. um, Azula at the prison, yeah, that's probably yeah. the closest we got to it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. When those th- three were friends and stuff, and hanging out and all that, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I hope. Yeah, I hope we see more of that. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be really cool. So for season four, we want more female interaction. Yes. We want more spirit interaction. Yes, uh, and and I want that's really the only uh, things we want. The rest of it just better be good. N- now I'm a, I'm a little bit upset because they promised two things by the end of the season. One would be the subset of airbending, which they delivered. They delivered, yeah. But they also said we'd meet Toph. Yeah, and it didn't happen. Yeah, I. Uh, it's like yeah, man. maybe no. The captain person couldn't be Toph herself. No, she can't. But like something happened. Yeah, maybe Some I don't spirit know. Thing. I don't know. Maybe she's or another maybe that's sister. why she went on we her travels. Maybe she found the fountain of youth or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. But Toph didn't look Caribbean like she, movie. She, Yeah, she would still look like Toph though. This Captain person didn't look like Toph, so. and she'd be blind. Right. I mean, that's well, what makes again, Toph if she found Toph. the fountain of youth, she might not be. No, she would still if, be. If like something healed makes... her body, uh, I don't think so, because I think she was born no, blind. It's not an accident or something. But anyway, uh, we should move on. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's great, and we'll have more when the season restarts. We'll probably switch back to it. Yes, we'll miss you, uh, Cora. Yeah, but now we got the Doctor, and yeah. interesting Doctor at that. So yes. the episode is called Deep Breath. Yep. The, the Doctor arrives in Victorian London, which he always seems to arrive in. <laughs> um, he finds a dinosaur rampant in the Thames, Thames. and a spate. 
of deadly spontaneous combustions. They're using a lot of old timey words in that well, description. It is Doctor Who. Yeah, it's Doctor Who. It is the eighteen nineties London. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah, uh, a lot happened. A lot did happen. It was a long episode for a reason. Yeah. Um I'm really glad that his loss of memory was due to a Time Lord Just a, reboot yeah. and not something more serious because that would have been yeah. really annoying. The way the trailers and stuff made it seem like, I was like, oh no. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, oh, that could mean like the, the companions could play a bigger role and stuff, which they are. Yeah, they still are playing a bigger role, but I was yeah, I'm happy he didn't lose his memory. He's just he needs help. Exactly. He looks like a guy in his eyes, like he's just playing that character out so well. Like I need help, uh, I can't do this alone. I you know at the beginning I was a little disappointed that Peter Capaldi was the one who got the job, but now that I've seen it, I'm really right. happy. And I've seen him in other stuff too, and he's yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a good character. And he's Scottish. Yeah, it's awesome. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be funny. I mean, there will be funny parts, but it's not gonna be comedy. Yeah. Doctor. Yeah. It's gonna definitely. be a very more serious, like down earth doctor. A very, well, like we've said in the like a broken doctor. Yeah, and I'm really, and you know what? I'm hoping that this character is what Superman is in the next movie. But we'll touch that later. <laughs> yeah. It. Um, yeah. I've yeah. Re- yeah. It looks. It looks really good. I am excited. I want more of it right now. Yeah, so what happens is you know they they land in Victoria, London. Um, you know he's he's broken. He's you know he's still trying to figure out his new body and stuff. And and uh, there's a, a mystery to solve with robots or something. Yeah, <laughs> and I got it's kind of an interesting storyline. It didn't matter though. That's not what we were there for. We weren't no, there for not the really. robots. We, we were, were there for we the doctor there for the storyline. We were there to no. see the new doctor. So but... I guess cool. Admits robots. all the cool things with the robots mm-hmm. and the new Doctor, I think the character yep. that shined the most was Clara. For sure. For sure. There were two moments that really stood out for me. The first yep. one, she was um, being essentially interrogated by the madam. Yeah, that was a good conversation. And she snapped. Yeah. It was like, oh, I've never seen that angry side of her before. That was great. Yeah, it's like, oh my god. This is awesome, and Jenny so was she's like, super yeah. pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> I love Jenny. And then, she was and, so then, funny. and then, and then the, and then, oh yeah, what's her name again? Um, who? I can I can never remember her name. You just said it a second ago. Jenny. No. Madam Lizard Person. Yeah, Madam Lizard Person. Um, she obviously <laughs> seemed a little turned on by it too. Yeah, she was. Cause like when the painting scene happened, she's like, "Oh, great, take off your clothes." <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah, it's like, uh, what? She likes her. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, she that's does. Not, Maybe that's, that'll... that's not unsurprising. We like her, too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe... I mean, she's not Amy. Let's get that out of the way right now. She's no, not no, Amy. she's not. But... No. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, you know, maybe maybe later on, there'll be a little, you know, jealousy... Jenny's a little jealous of Clara. <laughs> That'd be interesting. It's uh, something Doctor maybe. Who would do, too. Yeah. So... Um, so yeah, but yeah, that scene for sure was the most, one of the, one of the two more powerful scenes. And the second one was when Clara stood up to the, to the robot. Yeah. After the doctor left, left, just left her behind. I was like, what? (laughs) I mean, he didn't, he didn't leave her behind. He was still there, but, but he in spirit or not in spirit, but in physical presence just left her behind. Yeah, exactly. And in a moment that should have broken her and just made her just give up. Yeah. She didn't. Yeah, she didn't. And she had faith. She was terrified, is... but she didn't. Yeah, this that's such a typical Doctor Who thing to do, to have faith in the Doctor and everything will be okay. But she did it so right. well. Yeah. Ugh. And yeah, she was she was scared out of her mind, but she's still thinking and all this stuff. It was great. It was great. Yeah, it was great. And oh, I think man. we're going to see a lot of this kind of Doctor who is like, all right, you, and he, 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 even afterwards, she's like, well, you abandoned me. And she's, and he's like, I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not. You were fucking brilliant. Yeah, that was like, great. We're going to see more of a Doctor, I think, who's just going to be like, all right, you got this. <laughs> yep. And, it'll and be... if you really need me, I'll be there. But yeah. you got this. Yeah. And which makes the next, next uh, episode really interesting because mm. we know they're introducing another companion. Yep. And they're bringing back the Daleks so quickly. And yeah, I'm really right curious to see how he deals with the Daleks. Right. 
I'm sure there's going to be some jokes about her being a past Dalek and stuff because he kind of made some jokes about her personality in this one right. too. Right, that was pretty. Which is funny, funny. him kind of ragging on her for being a control freak. Right, and, and it stuff. reminded me a lot. And one of the things that really hit me right off the bat is that this Doctor felt a lot more like David Tennant. Mm-hmm. And then when they were bickering, I was like, "This is David Tennant and Donna bickering." Right. This right. is almost yeah. exactly like that. Yeah. Which, which, which is fine. That's great. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. It's going to make for an interesting doctor. Yeah. Who's just, he's he's constantly doing that so the person he's talking to, his companion or whatever, whoever it is, yeah. feels obligated to stand up. Yeah, definitely. And I know this is... Like, he's is... doing it. Well, he might not be doing it on purpose, or he might not be doing it on purpose, but I think he is. Yeah. He is still the doctor after all. It is. Yeah, he still knows what he's doing. Right. Which Which is great. Um, but I'm, I think the number one thing that got overlooked with this episode is Mm -hmm. now that it's happened, you know, the one thing that's always going to happen with Dr. Who is that Mm. eventually Peter Capaldi is going to leave the show. Right. And then what, you know, we already cheated, you know, the doctor's already cheated his way into another regeneration. Well, maybe, well, this is a whole new regeneration cycle. Yeah, maybe that will maybe that will explain it. Maybe it's not just well, one that, regen. Well, that, that's what they've said um, in the in the. Oh, did they? In the final finale, I think at some point he's like, "It's a whole new regeneration cycle" or something like that. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I'm pretty sure they said "cycle" at some point in there. Huh. The Doctor specifically. Okay. Well, we'll find out eventually. Because at the same time, too, like he's. Uh, oh, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about too. Where is this whole thing going? Of I recognize this face. I've seen this face before. Well, I think does he have access to his future selves somehow, and maybe he like is has a glimpse of that somehow? No, I think I think what it was, I mean he he says that the faces he gets the faces, uh, right? In you know in his travels, he sees right. the face, and then you know he'll at, at some level of consciousness choose that face. Right. And I think because of how powerful the transformation was from Smith, from Matt Smith mm-hmm. to this one. Yeah. I think that uh that doctor had a little more choice in it and he was trying to tell the next doctor something. Yeah, but what does it mean though? That's that's what I'm curious about. Uh, where is that leading well, to? Well, you know the big line from that episode where Peter Capaldi uh-huh. was you know that was in which was also right. the previous episode that Karen Gillian was in before she was Amy by the way right um, right right was that we're in Pompeii and it's volcano mm. day mm. and does this mean that there's something just over the horizon with the doctor something huge that's going to happen that they need that you know he needs to run away from or something could it right. be maybe you know, something to do with that lady yeah or could that it be person? could it be Gallifrey coming back you know Gallifrey yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Oh, and that that new lady. I was I was tossing this around in my head. It would cuz they never actually show her being out in the world. Could it be the TARDIS? Okay, yes. Taking the, on a semi-physical form? There are two big theories about who this lady is. One right. of them is that she is the TARDIS. Right, and, like, and the, it's a TARDIS cuz the TARDIS is beyond the doctor even. Right. And then there's so, you know it it does it um because she's not the same actress who played the the TARDIS previously right no. but that's just because she had inhabited her body R- right. that wasn't because right yeah right. exactly um so is this like the spiritual reincarnation you know reincarnation of right. the do- of the TARDIS you know cuz that that was the last scene where she's like you're in paradise couldn't that be on the TARDIS itself it's so big inside that could just be a pocket of the TARDIS where she's keeping him so he can, the robot can live out his life in paradise. Right. Like this, the TARDIS being okay. nice. Now this could be just a case of BBC reusing sets, but think mm-hmm. back to the episode where Amy got left at that hospital. Right. And the doctor and Rory were trying to get to her and they find like a, you know, a 40 year old Amy that had been mm-hmm. living her life, you know, as a, as a commando pretty much and all that right. stuff. That garden where this lady was at the end of the episode is the same garden that Amy found at that hospital. Okay, I don't, I don't remember it, but I believe you. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, it's the same one. I saw pictures. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. 
So I, I think it's probably a case of the BBC just reusing a set, which Maybe. they're known for. Uh, so what's the other? Um, the other theory the other? is that yeah. the master has regenerated as well into a woman. Because there has never been, no one's ever said how many regenerations the master's gone through. Right. So, and they've said that it's complete, and even like in the episodes themselves, they have said that it's possible for a Time Lord to change sexes. So, is it the mistress? Yeah, but then that kind of goes, and it's like, well, he died. Like, he died permanently last time. Yeah, well, we he was him. supposed to have died permanently the first time he died permanently, and then true. they brought him back. And I mean, hell, the doctor is supposed to die. True, true, true. I mean, this is Doctor but Who. <laughs> that's the other thing, though, that it would make more sense to be the TARDIS and not the mistress would be, he's my boyfriend. It would, that yeah, definitely. That makes me think the TARDIS more. Yeah. Like, only the TARDIS would think that, unless it's some future girl that has to do with his future and not and he yeah, hasn't kind of the same way but then why would they do that same thing like they did with the other doctor with river and, like uh, we don't need river. another river right. exactly so that's what makes me think it's the tardis more because of that how she said that oh it's like oh my boyfriend's like i like the new voice i think i'll keep it like all these little hints like she's known him in the past exactly and like, and she says i like who else his, could it be i like his new voice which means right. she knew the older voices yeah that's i don't know it might it, it's probably something else, but I would love it for it to be the TARDIS. Yeah. And it's the TARDIS, like, interacting with the world more than it is already. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, the TARDIS was already damaged from, you know, episode one, way back in when the series right. first started. It wasn't perfect. Right. right. And, you know, maybe after 2,000 years of use. It's evolved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's grown sentient. <laughs> yeah. That would be cool. So, um... Right. Uh, let's go ahead and... Oh, and that's the other thing, too. Who else but the TARDIS would know the Doctor's number of the TARDIS? Well, and a few, like, you know, select few people. Right. That he's given I, the number out to. Yeah, no, I don't think... I think... The only thing I can think of is uh, one of the really close companions from the past, like Sarah Jane Smith, mm-hmm. or River. Right. You know. Or the master. But, the master would know because he's taken yeah. the TARDIS. Um, no, the master. I, the master would know, but the the boyfriend thing doesn't. Wouldn't make sense. Right. Not unless he, he said would, that. Yeah. Not unless something went wrong and he was crazy or something. Right. You know, which the master was already crazy. Yeah, at the end yeah, of the yeah. last time we saw him. So. All right. So, and it's probably not River because River's given up the ability to transform again. And it wouldn't make so. any sense because no. Um, they would bring back River as she was. Exactly. In the same I mean, way they did with the Doctor. Yeah, it would be the same actress. And the, you know, River had already said that, you know, she only knew two faces. Yeah, yeah. Of the Doctor. So, that they, or it just died, could be a whole new character that they're introducing. Yeah. And it doesn't have anything to do with anyone we know. Anyway. Um, or it could be a Time Lord. Yeah. Maybe it, not Time Lord from Galfroy, but another Time Lord that's been out there this whole time. You know? I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, we need to wrap it up. Um, right. So, you know, that was the podcast. We talked about everything. Next week, <laughs> it will be uh, back to more of a normal thing since Cora's over. Well, next week will be you by yourself or you with Josh or yes. you with Kang. Because... And possibly some blurbs from you, or that might be the following week. That would be the following from... week, and it's not yeah. going to happen. So Yeah. No, I got you. Um, um, I will be I keep trying pack. to coax you to go get some interviews, so... Yes, I will be at <laughs> no, PAX. He won't, but... I will be at PAX not doing interviews. I will be at PAX enjoying yeah. myself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Trying to get grab beta keys and discount codes from people yep. and taking all the... So we'll have some can. inside information into PAX, either a little bit next weekend or more the following weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, You can always, again, tweet us out. Let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about for our main topic or the video game of the week uh, at, at Avalon Pending. Yep. Um, another thing is too is we were thinking of switching out the beginning and taking away the um, the Kickstarter uh, of the week because we have run dry on good ideas. Yeah, as, so, as evidenced by the sunglasses. Yeah. Really so if you have any suggestions yeah. or anything, please. Otherwise, we'll have to find something keep else doing it to talk about or come up with something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's about it. Um. You got anything else to add? I don't think I think we got it all. No, I don't think so. Tweet us at Avalon Pending yep. uh, on the Twitters and 
you know, if you're so inclined, join our website at uh, www.avalonpending.com. No, no www, just avalonpending.com. Okay, just www. www will take you nowhere. <laughs> okay, just it's avalonpending.com. Actually, the www is a very interesting thing that it actually matters. So. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, register on the website, join the forums. Have fun. Don't spam us because yep. we will ban you. <laughs> we'll kick you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. See you next time. Bye.